0: it's friday night and the mood is right we're gonna have some fun show you how it's done tgi welcome back to the tgi podcast and happy christmas podcast day it is November 1st, and that means we are getting ready for the holiday season. So since it is Christmas Podcast Day, many of us here on the Christmas Podcast Network, we are covering something a Christmas carol themed. And this week, we're covering the late 80s, early 90s classic Saved by the Bell. So without further ado, on to the show. When I wake up I know I'm in a mess, and my dog ate on my homework last night. Riding low We're covering episodes 24 and 25 from the fourth season of Saved by the Bell, titled Home for Christmas. The special, it is broken into two episodes, with the first debuting on December 7th of 1991, and the second part coming a week later on December 14th of 1991. And this is also the only Christmas episode of the Saved by the Bell series. We've covered say, by the Bell a couple times on this podcast. We did one over the summer with the Malibu Sands episode, uh, the 4th of July one, which I love those Malibu Sands ones. But I've been looking forward to doing this one for quite a while. And it just kind of worked out perfectly that the Christmas Podcast Network wanted to do a Christmas Carol theme. And this one kind of leans into that a little bit. We'll get to that, of course. So I knew I had to do this. Now, I'm not going to go over my full history of the show, but I do have a history with this pair of episodes. And back when streaming wasn't what it is now... I really wanted to watch these episodes, but they weren't available. Uh, I tried some, you know, unsavory methods uh, to watch it, but I eventually bought the episodes. And so two episodes of Saved by the Bell probably cost me four or five bucks total, something like that. But I bought these episodes years ago. They're still on my account, so came in handy when I wanted to rewatch this for this episode because I could not find them streaming anywhere. Uh, so... Good thing I bought these all those years ago, I think when I was in college or something like that. Uh, But this is one uh, of those Christmas episodes, or you could even say specials here, that I seem to go back to each and every year. There's just been something about it that uh, it's stuck with me, and I always want to give it a watch, and so... I was really happy that I got to give this one a watch for this episode, and specifically to have it part of Christmas Podcast Day, because it, it is and has been one that's always been kind of special to me. But the episode, it stars Mark Paul Gosselaar Zach Morris, Mario Lopez as AC Slater, Dustin Diamond plays Screech, Tiffany Amber Thiessen is Kelly Kapowski, Elizabeth Berkeley is Jesse Spano, and Lark Voris plays Lisa Turtle. It also features Melody Rogers, she plays Zach's mom, she kind of came up in a few different episodes of the show as Zach's mom, Uh, Stephen Mendel plays Frank, and Jennifer McComb plays Laura, and last but not least, Lou Horn plays Mr. Moody. Uh, But before we get into the thick of this episode, I think we have some Christmas to talk about first. Now it is time for a Christmas Connection. This week for our Christmas connection, we're turning to Mr. Mario Lopez himself and one of his many, many made-for-TV Christmas movies with Felice Navi dad. Is it possible to have too much Christmas spirit November 21st. <laughs> you got a match. This dad is single and ready to mingle. You look like the type of principal I wish I had. You're qualified? Will he swipe right on Christmas love? The line between dorky and hilarious is tricky. Mario Lopez, Anna Lynn McCord, and Paulina Chavez. Amazing. The food or the company? Feliz Navidad. Premieres November 21st at 8. Part of It's a Wonderful Lifetime, 24-7 holiday movies all season long. So as I've mentioned numerous times on here, I'm not much from the made-for-TV Christmas movies, but if you just look through uh, Mario Lopez's IMDb, it is obvious that he should be called the king of Lifetime Christmas movies, my Word. He has so many of them. So, Feliz Navidad. It, uh, not for me, but maybe, uh, maybe it's one that you like. Now, as for this two-part episode, we turn to IMDb for a simple synopsis. Zach, Slater, Screech, Kelly, and Jesse are working at the mall for the holidays, where they befriend a homeless man and his daughter. Uh, You know, no mention of Lisa there, but she doesn't work in the mall, but we do, she is in this episode. Uh, But as always, that is simple and to the point, but there's clearly a a lot more uh, to that. This is also one of those rare episodes where they, the crew isn't at school. You know, we had the Malibu Sands episodes, a couple other random ones, but uh, they are not at school in this one, so that's a little bit out of the norm. And it also does not feature Mr. Belding. Um, I I don't know where he would have fit into this. Maybe, maybe if he was like part of the play, but uh, I, you know, it's fine without him in it. But this episode, it opens up. We get a nice look around the Morris house. Looks fantastic, decked out with Christmas decorations all over. And Zach is excited that he finally got what he wanted for Christmas: two weeks off of school. Haha <laughs> uh, ha. But this is where Zach's mom comes in. She's got a stack of cookies. Um, and Zach kind of gets made fun of a little bit because he helped his mom make not gingerbread men, but gingerbread women. Or Slater called them gingerbread chicks. Because, of course, you know, that was Slater. And... Jesse, of course, had to give some some ribbing right back at him. Do I smell cookies? Mm. You certainly do, mm. Kelly. Mm. Zach helped me bake oh. them. <laughs> you baked. Yeah. I made gingerbread women, gingerbread chicks. I like it. For you, they should have made gingerbread pigs. Help <laughs> <on, enough> yourself. <laughs> Come on. Mm, oh, mm, look at these. Mm. Mm. Which, this episode also did not feature a lot of Jessie, which was kind of uh, kind of disappointing. I always kind of liked her. But anyway, Zach's mom asked him what they're going to be doing during the holiday break. And this is where we find out Kelly, she's working at a men's store to help pay for some Christmas gifts. Slater, he's also working at the mall. He's wrapping gifts. Jessie, she's working at the Santa Claus booth taking pictures of kids. Um, you know, with the big guy in red. And I was a little surprised here when she said she's going to be making $8 an hour to do it. So I took a look at an inflation calculator, and in 2023, that equates out to a little more than $18 an hour, which not too shabby for a high school kid working at the mall for a couple of weeks uh, during Christmas vacation. I mean, that's a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good paycheck for her. We also find out too that Lisa is volunteering at the hospital to help cheer kids up who can't go home for Christmas. So As far as we know, everybody's either working or volunteering except for Screech and (laughs) Zack. So we jump ahead, we're at the mall. Slater, he's wrapping gifts. He is struggling mightily to do it. Um, And he's really having a hard time wrapping it and he gives this box to a woman. All the glasses fall out of the bottom of it. The woman starts to choke him with some ribbon before Zack gets some money out of Slater's wallet, pays the woman off, and, you know, Slater's like, oh, you know, this job is going to cost me more than it's going to make me. Ha ha. Uh, and then the next scene, it's got Jesse trying to get a little kid to smile in his picture with Santa. He stomps on her foot and runs off. But just then, Zach bumps into a cute blonde and they start, flir- he starts flirting with her per usual. Finds out her name is Laura, but she has to run off to work. So now, you know, that creep Zach. he's gotta find out who this woman is. Who is this girl? So he's searching all over the mall, to see if he can find her. But uh, before doing that, Screech has some issues with a doll that wets herself uh, that he bought for the kids at the hospital and is now soaked through his pair of pants. They run into the bathroom to help clean up the situation, before they see a man who walks in, uh, you see him walk over to the payphones because, yes, people there used to be payphones in the restroom. But he walks over to the payphones. He's sticking his fingers in the change return to see if there's any money in there. Of course, there's not. Um, and Screech is struggling to get his his pants dry. And this man says, uh, "You know what you should do? Come over here, stand under the hand dryer, and it'll help get them dry." Uh, then they notice that the man he's shaving in the bathroom, and Zach points out he's got to be homeless. And then Zach does a nice deed. He puts some. He's like he sees. Uh, he pulls out some money and he's like uh, puts it in one of those coin returns. And he tells the guy, "Hey, uh, you should go check them." The guy's like, "Ah, oh, there's no money in those." So it's like I don't know. You should probably check again. He tells him Merry Christmas. So the man goes over and he's grateful for the money. Um, but then we jump ahead. And we're at the store that Kelly's working at. And surprise, surprise, that is also where Laura works. Zach walks in. He tells Kelly he's looking for a girl he ran into, but he lost her in the crowd before he spots her in the store. And then Zach again schmoozes her, and he asks her if he could take her to lunch. And Kelly, being a good friend, she vouches for him, and she's like, he's a good guy. He's safe. Um, And just then, the homeless man walks by the window, and he waves. Zack and Screech believe the man is waving at them, but this is where, if you didn't realize already, the man probably has a connection to Laura. And Zack says, you know, I gave that guy some money and he's homeless. I just hope he uses it on food. You know, I hope he's not some wino or something, which made me laugh. (laughs) Wino. Even in 1991, that seems like an outdated term. But Laura, she runs off after she says she lost her appetite. So the next scene, we got Slater and Lisa. They're making fun of Zack for that girl. Uh, Having already run off, then Zack was able to scare her off that easily. Um, And then uh, Screech shows up. He's wearing mistletoe as a hat, tries to get Lisa to kiss him course doesn't work and kelly and laura then walk up and zach comes over to her apologizes to her about what he said about homeless people pointing out and if this isn't privilege i don't know what is but he's like uh you know pointing out that where he lives poor people are the ones who don't have cable which uh, that one was even cringy now in 2023 um compared to 1991 But Laura, she finally agrees to eat with Zach. And even though that she only brought an apple, she's like, uh, can I, is it okay if I have a chip? And he's like, sure. Um, She's like, is it okay if I have another one? Yeah, sure. So she eventually eats all of his chips. And this is where Zach starts asking about where she lives. She's pretty evasive about everything. And the next scene now features Laura and Zach. They're running over to Santa for a picture. And when she whispers in Santa's ear what she wants for Christmas santa lets jesse know they don't need to pay for the picture because santa is taking care of it himself and i like that sweet little moment and you know that whatever laura asked for it has to do with her and her dad being homeless so good on santa to be like eh, you know what this one's on me so zach and laura they eventually run into zach's mom and this is where they start talking about the play they're putting on The Christmas Carol. So here is our very roundabout way of following the theme for Christmas Podcast Day with a Christmas Carol connection. So Zach's mom is in charge of the play and they asked Laura to take part in it as well. Um, But she hasn't been working at this job for too long and she's afraid about asking to get time off, which is a reasonable thing. I mean, I understand that from her perspective. Uh, But in our next scene... We once again see Slater struggling with wrapping gifts for Lisa. When we see that homeless man, he pops up again and he shows Slater how to wrap the gift properly. Then he asks Slater if he has any scrap paper and Slater's like, "Uh, you know what, I'm just going to give you this whole roll and this ribbon because I waste more on one gift anyways. And just as he starts to walk off, we see him get a little wobbly um, and then we hear some commotion. And then we come to see that the homeless man has passed out. And Slater, I mean, props to Slater here. He is all about it. He is a lifeguard. We learned that in the Malibu Sands. But he unbuttons the man's shirt. He knows how to lift his head up to clear his airway. He pulls out a mouth guard uh, that he gets from. Now, this part is a little interesting. I don't know if it's supposed to be. A somebody like a paramedic or something, they show up, but they have the CPR kit. But Slater pulls out the mouth guard from that kit. He puts it over the man's mouth and he performs CPR before we go into a commercial break. So in the next scene, we see Laura at the store. She's kind of daydreaming about her great afternoon with Zach. She's gushing all about it with Kelly before we see Mr. Moody for the very first time. And he is very clearly our Mr. Scrooge character. He is the owner of Moody's uh, menswear. And he is ornery. He is mean. He is all about money. And that is it. But Laura, she asks if she can be in the Christmas play and immediately yells, no, and she will be working. So, you know, Mr. Moody is that character and it kind of comes back in a roundabout way a little bit later as well. But just then, the rest of the crew comes to the store and they're all looking very dejected. And they reveal that the man who passed... Uh, they reveal that that homeless man passed out earlier in the mall. And, you know, I know who laura is and at this point you should probably have a decent idea of who laura is that she is this man's daughter she does not seem concerned at all i mean she's just like so what happened to him they're like oh they took him to the hospital she's like oh uh but and that was it and zach says uh you know sorry we can't stay but we got to head out uh we got to go help out lisa at the hospital so we jump ahead again And Lisa's helping some of the kids decorate a tree and decorate part of the hospital. And the rest of the crew, they show up. Screech is dressed as Rudolph. Kelly is Mrs. Claus. Zach is Santa. Jesse and Slater are elves. Uh, They're giving out gifts to the kids. They're singing. Uh, It's a cute little scene there with them all dressed up. I do like that a lot. But after they give out the gifts to the kids, uh, the crew decides, you know, we're going to go find that homeless man from the mall. And they ask where his room is, and when they go to his room, they see that Laura is sitting by his side, and she reveals that the man is her father, and that wraps up the first part of this episode. Bayside High? Hey, this is a typical school. with typical teachers. <laughs> and very normal students. <laughs> We're all really close. Like your school, huh? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Weekday afternoons at 4:30 on FTS Fox So now we are into the second part of the episode. So the first one is a lot of the setup of everything that's going to be happening. Uh, and the second episode has more of the, you know. The bigger crux of the entire episode is in the second half. So, uh, the second part, it opens up. We have Zach talking to the camera at the mall. He's giving us a quick recap of everything that happened up to this point. And honestly, I thought this went on uh, a little longer than it needed to. It was pretty much three minutes long. I mean... He perfectly summed, I, if you don't want to watch both parts, just watch the beginning of the second one, because he picks it up pretty easily, or wraps it up pretty easily in about three minutes, uh, but the episode, it eventually picks up with, uh, the group, the group learning that is the daughter of the man who fainted, and that means she is also homeless. The boys, they brought him a gift. It is cookies, which he says is exactly what the doctor has ordered. Then Zach asks them both over for dinner. Uh, they're like, oh, we can't do this to you and to your mom right before the holidays. And he's like, no, look, he's like, the house is empty. My dad's gone on uh, on a trip, so it's just me and my mom anyways. So we eventually go ahead, we're at the Morris house, and we find out that Frank has eaten three pieces of pie, Laura ate four potatoes and five lamb chops, Um, and so they're really hitting us over the head with the fact that they're homeless and they don't have a lot of money, and they don't have food, uh, or a lot of food, that is, so, you know, they're being a little heavy-handed with this. Frank then, uh, you know, Zach is curious, and he's like, how did this happen, how are you guys homeless? And Frank explains that uh, the computer plant he worked at closed down and he couldn't find a job, then he just couldn't pay for rent. So they left for California for some more warmer weather, hopefully more job opportunities, but since he has no home address or phone number and all he has is wrinkled clothes, he never gets the job. Um, so it's, it's it's a sad situation, you know. Frank lays it out pretty well, I think. We don't know exactly where they're from, but I guess when he says they came out to California, California, you have to assume it was some sort of East Coast job. But the next day, we're all at the mall and the crew is now helping Zach's mom set up for the play. Zach then spots Laura. He offers to take her breakfast. Uh, she has work in a few minutes. He gives her a donut, and he's laying it on thick. He's like, "Oh, you want more than one? You can have a dozen. Eat them up." You know, he's trying to do good, but he's also kind of patronizing her in a way as well, um, which is a little disappointing. But you know, Laura's, in the end, Laura's like, you know, I just it feels really good to just have friends because she's like, no one seems to care about her since she's homeless. Um, and Zach is, of course, hitting her hard with his Zach charm, uh, but she has to go off to work. And when we go to Moody's store for men, Laura spots this beautiful sport coat that she wants to buy her dad because she thinks it's going to help him in interviews. Uh, but when she asks for an advance on her salary, Mr. Moody immediately shuts it down. And I don't blame Mr. Moody here. Laura's only been working there a couple of days, so... I mean, there's a high probability, not high probability, but a probability, an opportunity that this person could just jet off after getting, you know, an advancement on their salary. But this is when Kelly is trying to be a good friend, reveals to Moody that Laura is homeless. And he immediately says, I never would have hired her if I knew she was homeless. So this, uh, you know, they're really, really hammering you over the head that uh, people in this episode think homeless folks are terrible people. But just then, Zack comes in, he's all decked out in his Dickensian garb, and he eventually convinces Moody that he can double his business if he lets Laura be a part of the play. So we see them off talking a little bit and he is now convinced Moody to let Laura be a part of the show. We don't know what he's uh, promised to Moody or how he's been able to do this, but we know that now Laura gets to be a part of the play. And when they run off, Kelly goes over, she grabs the sport coat and she asks another coworker, Hey, can you keep this uh, hidden away and I'll pay for it uh, after the play? Cause I'm going to buy it for Laura. Um, And so we already know that something's going to come of this a little bit later on. Now we've made it to the play and Zach explains to his mom he had to make some changes to the script in order to get Laura involved. Uh, His mom's a little apprehensive about this, of course, uh, but she goes with it anyways. And this is when we finally hit our topic for Christmas Podcast Day with their performance of A Christmas Carol in the Middle of the Mall. In this play, Zach plays Bob Cratchit. Weirdly enough, from what I've gathered here, his mother plays Bob Cratchit's wife. Okay. Screege, uh, Screech is Scrooge, which I kind of thought they would have Zach play Scrooge. Uh, but Screech is kind of funny in the Scrooge role. Lisa is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Laura plays the ghost of Christmas present. Uh, Slater, oddly enough, is Tiny Tim. You'd think that would be Screech. Uh, Jessie plays one of Cratch's daughters. I mean, she really doesn't have much of a role in this entire episode. And Kelly plays a character missing teeth who uses a strong but awful Cockney accent. And I apologize to any of our British listeners for what I just did. I apologize. I will not be doing any more accents probably ever again on this podcast. We get roughly six minutes of this play, which is more than I thought this episode had. I thought this episode had two, three minutes worth, and that was about it, Um, and I thought the majority of it was Laura and her father, which it is, but there was about twice as much, three times as much of the play in it as I thought, which is just as the play starts, this is when we find out how Zack was able to get Laura into the play, and that was and that is with some not so subtle hints to Moody's store for men being added to the dialogue. It's sort of like a commercial, it's sort of an ad, which he's like, you know how I look this good? Because I shop at Moody's store for men. Uh, so it's very clear that Mr. Moody loves this. Every time you see him in the crowd when there's some mention to it, he's he's smiling and he's clapping. Um one other thing, there's not a lot of people watching this play. Um, I mean, maybe there were more supposed to be like behind the where the camera is set up, but there's like ten people, twelve people, maybe uh, watching this in the mall. I know I probably wouldn't have made a special trip to the mall just to see a play, but you know, to each their own. Uh, but I do need to point out, not only did Kelly have a terrible Cockney accent, there are horrible accents by all of the actors in uh, this play. I I know they probably played it for laughs, but come on, they should have just... Uh Use their regular accents. I don't know why they uh, leaned into it so heavily. But the play ends. uh, They get another big promo from Moody's Store for Men. Everyone claps. Mr. Moody stands up and claps. He is so excited and happy with everything. Uh, But Laura, she has to run back to the store to keep working. But when Moody comes in and discovers that the sports coat is missing, it's no longer hanging on that rack, uh, he immediately blames her for stealing it, and she runs out the store. And a few moments later, Zach and Kelly come in and Kelly puts Mr. Moody in his place, explaining, I'm the one who's going to buy the jacket. I had that jacket put away so I could buy it after the show for Laura. And Mr. Moody kind of feels bad in this moment. And the rest of the gang ends up searching all over the mall for her. Can't seem to find her anywhere. Uh, They eventually decide to branch off, look around the neighborhood, look around different areas for her. Uh, Then in this next scene, we get a great appearance of Zach's classic cell phone, find out uh, nobody has seen her, and they're at a Christmas tree lot, and Zach's mom's like, you know what, Zach, I'm sorry, but, you know, we'll have to just look again later, but since we're here, we gotta go look for a tree. So they go off to look for a tree, and this is where we see that Frank and Laura are parked in the parking lot, and they get asked by the owner or somebody who works at the tree lot to move it. And this is where they. This is where Zach sees uh, Frank outside working on the car. Zach runs over. He sees Laura there. He explains to her everything about the jacket. She's not in trouble. And this is where we find out that they have been living in their car. So Zach's mom, she invites them over for Christmas Eve. We immediately then jump to the Morris residence where the entire crew is there. You know, not celebrating Christmas with their own families. They're at their friend Zach's house on Christmas Eve. Uh you know, just a funny little trope that we get in a lot of these types of episodes. But anyways, Mr. Moody then, he shows up and he's had a change of heart. He apologizes to Laura and he also brings the sport coat she wanted to give her dad. And he Frank gets to open it up. It fits like a glove. And Frank says it has turned into a wonderful Christmas. Before Zach even, before Zach explains, it's even better. Because mm-hmm. Zach says he talked to his dad, and they want Frank and Laura to live with them until he gets back on his feet. Now, if you're watching Saved by the Bell for the first time, and you're watching this episode for the first time, and you see this, and you're like, cool, there's going to be some new characters on the show. Well, we'd never hear about or from Laura or her father ever again in the world of Saved by the Bell. Uh, but this episode, it wraps up then with Frank and Laura singing Silent Night together before the entire crew joins in. And that wraps up Home for Christmas, Part 1 and Part 2 from Saved by the Bell. Oh, it's beautiful. Try it on, try it on. Oh, Come on. Come on. Got it? All right. All right. Hey, All right. perfect fit. This has just turned into a a wonderful Christmas. Well, Christmas isn't over yet, Frank. Well, see, I talked to my dad on the phone and uh, wants you to stay here until you get a job and get back on your feet. I I don't know what to say. Say yes, I'd love to have new neighbors. But it might take a while finding a new job. We we could wear out our welcome. Don't worry, Zach wore out his welcome a long time ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's still here. And as always, we like to determine if an episode should be deemed a holiday classic. And for this, I'm giving it a... You got it, dude! This one will always hold a special place in my heart. I have a ton of built-in nostalgia for it. It's one of the first uh, things in the digital era that I downloaded and saved and still have. Um, And if you're a fan of the show or you're a fan of this era of television, I think you'll really like it as well. It's, It's a sweet story... And I know Christmas Podcast Day was supposed to center around in a full on adaptation of Christmas Carol, but, and even if this isn't a full length episode about that, they do a decent enough job of putting it in this episode. Uh, you get the gist of A Christmas Carol, the story uh, enough in those six minutes or so. So give this one a watch. I think it's just, it's fun. Uh, it's silly. It's, Saved by the Bell, silly. You know, Saved by the Bell doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes, but I do think it's worth giving it a watch. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, you want some more Christmas content, I highly recommend uh, checking out some of the many, many shows that are also doing Christmas Podcast Day episodes, uh, including Can't Wait for Christmas, Totally Rad Christmas, Behind the Bells, Merry Britzmas, uh, Closer to Christmas, Advent Calendar House, uh, many, many more Um, just go search them for some Christmas podcasts. There's a ton of great, great people doing some really fun stuff out there. So I highly uh, suggest seeking out all the other incredible shows in the uh, Christmas Podcast Network as well. And as for us, we aren't done yet this week. I mentioned in our Halloween episode that there's something special coming. So tomorrow, November 2nd, we're debuting a new weekly episode that will be coming out throughout November and December called the list and we'll continue to have our typical episodes on tuesdays where we cover a specific episode but on thursdays throughout november and throughout december we're going to have an episode counting down something whether it's the best versions of a christmas carol the best christmas commercials so last year we had a lot of fun doing best uh halloween movies best slasher films or best uh animated specials all these different things like that so I'm excited to do more of those. Again, we're going to have those pretty much every week. You know, Thanksgiving will kind of throw a wrinkle into that as well. But uh, for the most part, we're going to have one of these every single week. And I'm super excited to have a little extra bonus content um, on a weekly basis for you guys. So that wraps it up for Christmas podcast day. And as I mentioned, I will be back tomorrow with the very first episode of The List, followed by another new episode next week, uh, where we do, for the first time this year, our first Thanksgiving episode, which will be another two-parter, this one coming from Elf. Uh, So thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you all very soon. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Yurk. Our social media is available by searching for TGI Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And the music for this outro was provided by Carlo Espin, licensed under CC BY 4.0.